Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to dive deep into that mailbag and talk about the NBA's hottest team over the past two games. Undeniable, the Brooklyn Nets are back. Yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. Sorry, I, can play. I was just thinking about our future. It's so bright. Go ahead. Let's, ro- let's roll it. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Oh, my God. Angelic. Check us out on, Twi- on X. On X. At BK Glue Guys. Check us out on the Discord. Dirty stream. Voicemails. Conversation. Friendship. Lifelong friendships. They're on the Discord. Discord.gg slash Glue Guys. go. That's true. We are, we are actually really back this time. The Nets are two and two, baby. They are currently the fourth seed in the NBA it's Eastern so Conference. It's so dope. It's so tight. If you project out for the rest of the year, the Nets are either the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh seed in the East because they're tied with three other teams. Brian, how do you feel about your Brooklyn? Uh, Mike, it's just we're having a ball. We're having a ball. Can I also say that like yeah. um, we're having a, we're having a laser beam. Um, those, I mean, the Mavs game. I don't want to go all the way back to this, but like I feel like we're really three and one. I feel like we're three and one. Mavs game. I'm saying I think we're three and one because that Mavs think, game was such a like that was. I think we're the four and zero. Stupidest. If you go back to the Cavs game. I, I mean, kind of. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> That's sort of how I felt. <laughs> I mean the the Mavs game was the stupidest Luca, you know, so nonsense stupid. I've ever seen. And without that, without that. Um, that nonsense. It's. I mean, that's a W for us. I'm putting that in the W. So it's really in the W column for me already. It's three and one. We're off and running. We have a good team. Things are things are different. Should I petition the NBA to review that game? Because like it, it should be about who deserved the dub. Yeah. And the Nets deserve that W. There's no question about that. The, there was that some game. like there was a satanic ritual or something. Something somebody signed someone's <laughs> soul to the devil because like that was you know you know Lucas' parents a, did. Lucas' yeah. parents absolutely did. Yeah, sure. Totally. Of course. Um, they are pagans. Yeah. Halloween is their holiday. <laughs> uh, we have a mailbag episode. We have a f- fiery, hot mailbag episode. Brian, should we just dive right into the mailbag? Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, That's first up. Cheer boy. We got Matt Duelka. Duelka. This is from December. So this is, he just wanted to resend. I, I like this for the memes. He wanted to resend an email from December 12th, 2022. God and bless said, you. He says, I'm just resending this email. My rookie card is going to make millions. And it's in reference to this email from, from the 12th of 20, December 12th, 
12 12 2022 um says hi i own a cam thomas rookie card so maybe this is a biased email i see all these trade scenarios from cam thomas this year but don't we want to think about next year carry is probably not coming back cam has been a focal point in most games carry has missed why don't we think of a way to keep him to give him a huge role next year as as a possible starter also katie loves him thanks love you and love the show uh matt rarely do we ever like give somebody the pedestal uh that we in, give ourselves. In, <laughs> that we give ourselves that gilded pedestal. Um, but, you know, you had the receipts and you brought them to the table and, you know, you made it easy for me. And I can't if, – if, guys, that's how you do the receipts, your own receipts. You resend it a year later. <laughs> I will acknowledge it if, if you had the right take. In this case, um, you know, we might have to eat some crow on our side, Mike. It might be time to do a little mea culpa for Cam Thomas takes of your I mean, because – I think I have to do, every week we have a show or every every episode we have it's I'm gonna have to apologize yeah. apologize deeply I mean you know let's you know like I don't want to do this thing because I'm tempted to where he what was he four for nineteen yeah let's not do heat. that thing let's not do yeah because yeah. I don't want to do that because because that's not fun where like then I become rooting for a bad Cam Thomas game it's no, like you want to you well, want to get on the, the bandwagon thing that I talked it's, about it's time to get on the wagon do you know that the Cam the voice. The the cam wagon, um, the Camry, the Camry. Thank you. Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, a, a solid family car, just like Cam <laughs> Thomas. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, here's where I'm at with with Cam Thomas. When I say I don't know, I mean I I don't want to be the guy who's trying to be anti Cam Thomas. What fun is there to be had in, in trying to prove my take right? Right. We talk about receipts. Uh, my receipts are worthless. I have Borders gift cards for. Mm. I'm on the anti Cam Thomas Borders gift cards plan, and I have nowhere to spend my Borders gift cards. Can I? Do, uh, do I, mean, you know what I don't want to say is? that. Like, we're, we're, way, I know you didn't read books as a kid, but we're leaning into the what? memes of like we were anti Cam Thomas, which was honestly, if I'm being really honest, and not to rewrite history a little bit, like, but for real, we we were always pro Cam Thomas. It's just we need to. We always talked about refinement, refining the game trimming the fat, you know, and like last night's game, like you said, was kind of an example of that, but we're not going to harp on that. That's not exactly what we're here to do. We're, we're excited about just like everybody else, the growth, but also can I, can I also caveat this a little sure. bit because people caveat. have used this as an example of like, see Jacques Vaughn was holding Cam Thomas back. Yeah. And I always people hate Jacques Vaughn. I'm there's really, a, there's a large anti, there's Jacques a hate boner for, for Jacques that is hard to ignore at, the, at this moment. But like, at what point do we start giving him credit for like things going well under his purview? Like that's not allowed, Brian. <laughs> we're, we're, we're absolutely not allowed. Like, There's no if, no credit can be given to JV. We're just supposed to give Cam nineteen year old Cam Thomas the the keys to the Ferrari without with no pushback, no anything. It's just like you like we take you for exactly who you are, all of the blemishes included, and we're not going to work as on you any are. <laughs> Like, as you were like, i think two, two years the guy's 22 years older or, or thereabouts and like he's now become potentially like a 30 point per game scorer <laughs> like i mean i don't it sounds kind of crazy but um it's possible i guess um yes and i think that that's you know that happened under jacques Vaughn's watchful eye it, it, this is this is the hero's journey, right? It, Harry Potter wasn't given the Elder Wand in, you know, a Sorcerer's no. Stone. No, let's be honest. He, they, to, he couldn't even ride a freaking Nimbus 2000 in episode one. Cam, Cam Thomas was Harry Potter, yeah. is Harry Potter. And if we had Des Lombardo still making our videos, this would be the video that we would make. Right. Cam Thomas as Harry Potter. This is him learning his ways through potions, you know, through <laughs> botany. Right? Is and that how I Harry think, did it? He got through potions? God. What a, 
potions is Snape's class, right? Yeah. I think I don't know. that's Snape's. That's your world, Matt. I've, oh just, my god! I called you Matt too. It's just it's called culture. <laughs> yeah. What'd you yeah. call me? I called Matt. you Matt. I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's know. my alt, my nerd alter ego. <laughs> that's Actually, when you go full normal, you go into Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, Kim Thomas is maybe in his prisoner of Azkaban stage, right? He has a father figure in Jacques Vaughn that's probably going to not be with him for the rest of his his time as an NBA player. Yeah. This is this analogy is really working out. And so <laughs> he he just needs that Marauders map and keep on that invisibility cloak and find his way to the Elder Wand by the end. You know, <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. Not going to tell you what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um sounds the, that sounds good, right? That's a good thing what you're describing. Yeah, of yeah. course. The Elder Wand is the most powerful <laughs> yeah, one okay, there is. Dope, dope, dope. Um more of it's really more beauty of the eye of the beholder type thing though. Um Okay. Speaking of your pro JK Rowling stance on uh, <laughs> other issues. What? No, but <laughs> sorry. I, it's, um, Cam Thomas is awesome. He's incredible. He had a bad game last night. I I promise you, all podcast listeners, I will not just to prove my point because like our thing, what you're talking about, Brian, is accurate. From the very first summer league of Cam Thomas, this is who we were. Okay, we were like, this is incredible, but there's like a missing component, and I like the missing component is like operating within a team sense. Uh, like passing, like being like a passer who just, just doesn't just throw the ball away. Not not viewing assists as a sign of weakness, which is I think what he originally sort of thought an assist was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Ricky Bobby of basketball players, like yeah. first or last. You're I actually haven't, I haven't seen that either. Jeez, this is you're hitting on. I what know. happened to you? Where where was your childhood? Not no Will Ferrell <laughs> movies. I believe that Potter was like films? college age. Yeah, <laughs> I was that will. <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood effect over here. I'm still I'm still growing up. Um by the way, Armani Peter Brooks Pan, is, is what what's that? I thought you maybe were maybe looking for Peter Pan effect oh, and you Robin. said Robin. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Armani uh, Brooks's effective field goal percentage is one point two one four. Which is uh which is impossible. Yeah. I mean it's blazing. possible, but it's, it's impossible. Um yeah, so pro cam Thomas. I'm sure we have more questions. Coming up. Next one up, oh, Ryan. Okay, wow, great transition. Next up is Cheerboy Ryan Blake. Ryan Blake. It's a little. The, um, the scene that could be louder on my end. I'm just, I don't know if that's okay. a, a me thing, but. Perfect. For the future. Anyways, Ryan Blake says Hey, boys. Hey, Ryan. Um, hey. This team might be my fave Nets team ever. The hot topic wow. on Nets Twitter is should we trade for Cat? That's Carl Anthony Towns, not. Not Magneto, my cat who passed away the other day. Did you want to talk about that? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. That's too raw sure. for me to talk about, Mike. And so, but anyways, for anybody who we've talked about Magneto on the pod before, update: he had a stroke and he died. It's sad. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I just because the segue wasn't working, um, and you weren't <laughs> doing the willing participant thing. Anyways, want, you left me out. Do you want to talk about it? No, no, it's okay. Let's talk about it. What nah, was your fine. favorite thing about Magneto? My favorite was, was when you would hold up Magneto. He was fluffy. On the camera. He was a good buddy. Anyways, um, I'm nervous Brian, about... <laughs> it's not your fault. I know, I know. Brian, I'm nervous about his defense, and I'm not, not totally... Well, we went straight into talking to Mike. Um, I'm nervous about his defense, and I'm not totally sure... I love you, Brian. You can, <laughs> you can build a championship-level defense with him at center. But him spacing the floor for Ben and right. everyone else <laughs> could be very fun. What's <laughs> <Okay>. your thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing Cat's still. got your tongue. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh, Mike, I didn't know that Twitter was ablaze with talk of trading for Carl Anthony Towns, which sounds to me kind of kind of crazy. I mean, that discussion discussion so old that it was like the Jack Dorsey Twitter days. Wow, you know that that's like that's so Ouch. long ago. Why are you going to do a guy um, Ryan Blake like that? No, no, no. I, I, it's it's that like cat Jersey guy always like linked to the Knicks Nets. I I think this is a larger question, Bry. Okay. It's the do you go all in for some big dude trade? Like do you like like Damian Lillard would not have been right though. Obviously, it would be fun to have Damian Lillard on this team. Just like he's older. Like how many more years are you going to get out of him? The rest of the team is pretty young. What what would have happened? Cat is young. Mm-hmm. Um, I am completely biased because you know I've seen him in person be absolutely devastating, but his teams often haven't been that good and if he was so good then wouldn't his teams be better right he's he's become this guy is like the poster child for being ultra talented productive and a loser Mm -hmm. right like loser in the sense of like not a winner (laughs) um I don't know. Do, should we thrust deeply back into the um, <laughs> what? Thrust deeply. Go ahead. Back. Thrust, thrust wherever you want, man. I am getting a colonoscopy tomorrow, so <laughs> I'm thinking okay. that's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of fronting slips, colonoscopy. Yeah. Um, I am tempted to tell the story about how when we, you know, we have our green screen backgrounds for the YouTube and. <laughs> Mike, knowing you can say it, I knowing mean, that my cat died recently, <laughs> it turns on his screen screen and it's a picture of his own dog, and he just goes, <laughs> "I got that dog in me." <laughs> just has a picture of his own pet, <clears throat> not twenty, not twenty four hours later. <laughs> That's how like, <laughs> was like, good. like focus it's I am such, on my own life. And, like, such a good meme. What, <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> um, I don't want cat. Can I yeah. say that now? I think we needed no, like I don't want him. we we need one more dude. <laughs> I don't know, but but I don't know how to rationalize this because like so there's a report that came out from it was whether it's one of those uh, betting places that the Nets have the second best odds to get Zach Levine in terms of a trade. Like Zach Levine's next home, I think number one is the Sixers, number two is the Nets. Yeah, and that excited me. There's something about Zach Levine on this team that excites me. But Zach Levine is as much of a loser as Cat. Like yeah. has been his career. And when I say loser, again, I mean like win loss. I'm not saying like Zach Levine seems like an absolutely sweetheart of a human. Yeah. But so does Cat. Cat seems very nice as well. But so I'm just struggling with Okay, so the beginning of Ryan Blake's email. This is one of his Nets favorite this might be his favorite Nets team ever. Yeah, right. I'm enjoying the the hell out of this. Just like a bunch of springy, what is it, fun What is dudes. it about humans that it's like, I love this thing. Now let me break it. Let me break it yeah. with love, you know? Right, right. Destroy it because I love it so much. Wow. wow. You want to dig into that wow. deeper? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, What's another example is, of that? It's every time we like love the team, it's like, but like, let's make it better now and and, and ruin it in like the process. Like America? Yeah. 
great. Like our country. Um, because, yeah, because, I mean, especially when was turning, America the best, Brian? What was, what was, what was our peak? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. It was always pretty bad. Let's, the, or it was pretty great. I would say the, the Zach Levine tweet that you posted, too, did get like a pretty serious like backlash. Or not backlash, but, but a lot of people were just like, no, screw that. Like, we hate that. Um, which is interesting because I, I like the, the general temperament of like, let's all see what we got here. You know, like, let's just take a second because it is, it is still early. I know we're all excited and I don't want to, I don't want to um, dampen that, but um, it is still early and I do want to see what we got, you know, um, but it is like I, the compulsion to then be like, okay, now let's, if it's good, let's make it way better and like try to trade up for a, a, a star player. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like those are not the right names. Like those might be diminishing return type star players as, as, as we've discussed, but the principle is an interesting one of, of doing that. And as you know, I've gotten addicted to the feeling of just courting star players via free, free agency without giving up anything in return. And that until further notice will be my favorite way to onboard good players. Well, and this, I looked on, I was going to hoop, hoops hype to look up like what the latest is on salaries and all that stuff. And the big fat, headline is Zach Levine not to be traded anytime soon. I don't even know where that report comes from because when you click on it, it doesn't like take you there. But the thing to know about Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns is that they have absurdly massive, gigantic contracts. Like Zach Levine is signed up for this season and two more, averaging around $43 million a year, and then has a player option of $49 million a year after that. Carl Anthony Towns is, is oh my God. His his new contract kicks in next year, and it starts at fifty two million, <clears throat> then fifty six, then yes. sixty one million, and then a player option in twenty twenty seven at sixty five million. Now, yeah, the cap's gonna go up and blah blah blah, and like how great. But like, that's what scares the shit out of me is that, <laughs> like, this team is not gonna win a championship. <laughs> like, <Excuse> understood, <laughs> understood, but uh, like. For uh, like what our star hunting last generation was Kevin Durant and Kyrie. As much as I have problems with Kyrie, like he's better than Zach Levine and Carnathy Towns. Now, they, those people play basketball games. But anyway, so it's just like I'm I don't feel like I'm ready yet. Okay. I just wanna I just wanna put the pause button on big Let's traits. put the pause. Let's put the pause and let's plus press play on this next email from Cheerboy Caleb Neasley. We'll go with that easily. Um, maybe nicely. Could be Caleb nicely. Anyways, he says, um, or she says, they say, hey, glue guys, hope you guys had a good Halloween. My question is, have we seen uh, Camp Thomas begin to take over the league? Sorry, we have seen Camp Thomas like begin. every time you're learning to read again. I know. Well, I have to crane my neck over here. Just and it is, read the word. The text is small on my screen. It's, yeah, it is. It's on a different screen. Um, <laughs> my question is, we have uh, seen Cam Thomas yeah. begin to take over the league for three out of four games of the season. With that being said, because it's not because it's framed in a weird way, that's not the question, right? It doesn't end in a question mark. So I'm, I understand. You understand? It's a little difficult. With that being said, besides last hard. night, uh, we have seen Mikhail kind of take a step back. Yes, Do you think this will become the new normal with Cam being quote unquote the guy and Mikhail taking a step back? Where do you think Cam's ceiling is? Love the pod. Go Nets. Units. Um, so first, let me ask you, Brian. Yeah. What is Cam's ceiling? 
I'll be interested to see what this next little phase of life is for Cam because there are interesting picadillos about his game and we in the discord went over them in great detail i want to say a lot of the stat lords in the i mean if you want high level basketball analysis really do hit up discord.gg slash glue guys because you'll find a community of big brain thinkers in there um and they were going over the shot charts of cam thomas year over year pretty extensively um very noteworthy is he is very serious declines on the right side of of the floor shooting wise um all over the place. And I'm just going to be interested to see um, what, when, now that the, the, the docket is out, the, the dossier on Camp Thomas, it's been totally, it's, you know, it's everywhere. Buzzfeed, you know, published it in totality. Um, the dossier is out. And how do teams now plan for the Camp Thomas experience? Uh, he had a very difficult time last night in particular against a team who notoriously kind of scouts for these things. Um, I don't know if that's related or not, but like, I, I'll be interested to see Cam now that the, now that the story is out that he's like, you know, maybe the the next guy or could be the, quote unquote, the guy on this team, how they plan for that. The McHale step back is, is an interesting thing. Like McHale does not seem to want to wrest the guy title back from Cam in any meaningful way, at least not in the first four games here. Um, so I'm finding it a very, uh, it, it, he, he just doesn't want that kind of primacy on this team. Um, as far as I can tell. So like the 26 points per game average from last season, I, I do not, he does not seem to want to, to have that back. Um, and why that is, I don't know. And he just, maybe he's like, I, I miss being a role player and cam have, yeah. have your thing. I, I, I kind of appreciate that about bridges. I mean, I, I, you know, he's, he's having a nice season still. He is not necessarily the prince that was promised, right? Like he is, He's not going to lead us. He he is more of a Ron Weasley. He's not a Harry Potter. To go back to your favorite analogy, you know he's there to support, there to help. Very yeah. crucial. Can step. He's not a Neville Longbottom. He feels don't, like more don't of you, a. Don't you don't you dare, don't Brian. Don't you dare call him a Neville Longbottom. He is not that. Okay. But he is certainly a Ron Weasley. Do you agree? Or I disagree? think he's more like a Hermione. Hermione actually like pulls her weight. Ron kind of falls yeah, backwards actually, up into. Good for you, yeah. Bri. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen some movies. <laughs> I've seen some. <laughs> um, I don't know. That th- that is like there's a vacuum of like who's the guy, and Cam loves being the guy, and I think Mikhail opts to being a dude as opposed to the guy. And the difference between a guy, the guy, and a dude. A dude mm-hmm. is like. Someone who has friends, and the guy is someone who just who just does not have friends, but just like snipes an unreal it's, amount of it's shots. The difference between a sigma male and an alpha male is is what you're getting at. Exactly, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Um, and we have a lot of sigmas. There's a lot of sigmas on this team. There's right. very few alphas. Yeah, and Cam is alpha supreme. Is alpha squared? Actually, I think he's more sigma. I think he's a vestige. Sigmas are like they go their own way. They're like so alpha that they don't even like socialize with other people. So like <laughs> the Kevin Durant and Kyrie's were definitely like sigmas, and he's I think born of of that sigma epoch in Nets history. Um, and it's good to have a little bit of sigma energy, you know, in in the right dose. Um, like the like the we were talking about this on the stream last night, the dirty stream. Um, it is really helpful to have at least one top level foul grifter on, on an offense. Yes. Which Cam Thomas is a good foul grifter. He's doing, he does the thing. Um, it's very Sigma male behavior to do that. Cause it, everyone hates it. <laughs> have you noticed that he's, I mean, he's shooting 82% from the free throw line, but like his free throws, he's been missing 
more free. He was like a, a, a 90% free throw guy. Well, I guess he was 87 last year. So it wasn't like that dramatically different. I just remember him being like so automatic like, and him. It's, it's a little early a still. And he also, yeah, he's going to not raise the alarm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's also, he is, I mean, if, if, you know, going with what you're saying, he is playing a lot more minutes, which generally, if you put more minutes, more miles on the tire, the, the free throw percentage could dip a little. I don't know. It, it's going to be really good for him. So, like, there's a crazy stretch coming up for the Nets where they play the Celtics twice, the Bucks, and the Clippers. Oof. Yeah. And it'll, like, I mean, it's going to be brutal. Thank God they're winning these two, they've won these past two games because, yeah, it's hard to imagine them coming out very successful in that stretch. But, like, what happened last night against a very smart defensive team like Miami is they guarded him differently. They guarded McHale. They sent doubles at McHale. They sent some doubles at Cam. And it affected Cam Thomas significantly last night. Now, thank God the team has Lonnie Walker and Armani Brooks to step up. But, like, it's going to be very interesting to see how Cam evolves, if he evolves at all. He'll he'll need to grow to live, you know? Well, grow to Um, live. Grow to live. There we Um, go. Next one up. Wait, I wanted to say one more thing, but then I forgot. Next up, cheer boy, that's Ryan Newman, a.k.a. D-Bronx1414 on the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. He says, hello. The Nets are fun and competitive again. Wow. The only thing dampening my mood is the constant Jacques Vaughn complaining on the interwebs. Call me crazy, but I think the guy deserves credit for getting this band of wily rascals rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling their way to competent basketball despite a laundry list of adversity through just two short weeks. What are the glue guy's thoughts on Jacques through four games? Mike, how's that for an email being read? Okay. I was proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, when I, it's written right, I can, I can, you know, I don't have to talk about stumbling, fumbling, you know. My 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 level of Jacques Vaughnness right now is like he's in the acceptable tier of coaches. Like I, you know, I uh, Steve Nash bad, Steve Nash bad, Lionel Hollins bad, Jason Kidd good bad, good bad. Like sometimes good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's extremes there. Jacques is acceptable, and like I think, which coach is going to make anyone happy? What what coach in the NBA would make? Anyone here in Nets land, very, very happy. I don't think there's a single coach. Mark Degnault yeah. of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Is that your guy? Will Hardy <laughs> of the Utah Jazz? <laughs> Nick Nurse? No. Yeah, no. I mean, like, in the end, like, even, like, Ty Lue, <clears throat> who is thought of as being one of the better coaches in the NBA, like, there are things he doesn't do great with the Clippers at times. Uh, Spolstra seems to be about the only bulletproof coach, and that's kind of... That's an expectations thing at this point because the team constantly rises above expectations, but they're one and four. Yeah. You know, so they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Um, and they let Jaime Jaquez, Jaime Jaquez, the rookie from UCLA, shoot 12 open threes and he missed every single one. It was really like nine, but still. Yeah. So, like, I, I think he's acceptable. Like, there's things that he does well. I think he is a good manager of people. I think he is willing to be flexible with his lineup. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, like there's the end of game situation against Cleveland. Like that sucked. And there are things that just, yeah, there's not, it's not perfect. I'm fine with it. What are we going to do? Fire him and get, who are we going to get? 
Who's the guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, Doc Rivers? <clears throat> Get out of here. I don't really understand. I mean, like, I understand it. Like, this is kind of a certain kind of fan. They, they, they need a lightning rod. I mean, I'm kind of that way. You know, I'll, like, chirp it at the TV for certain players and things like that. And it's just, like, all of your ire is focused on one thing and you can't get past it. And it's, it's, it's when your lesser angels take over, Mike. It's, you know, the little goblin on your shoulder starts to overpower. And all of a sudden you're just, like, screaming at Jacques Vaughn for no reason. Um, you know, that's sort of how I feel. Because everyone's – you got to have some kind of lightning rod every every season. Um, and for a lot of people, they just have – a bad taste in their mouth from the Jacques Vaughn uh, previous period. But also, like, you know, in terms of, I don't know, I would, I'd be interested to see what, like, any of those film, um, the, the what do they, they do, the film review guys, like any of those, like the Lucas Kaplans and Matt Brooks of the world. Hey, Scott. Um, <laughs> Bill Gabiri. Yeah, the Bill Gabiri's. Uh, no, you know what I'm talking about, the guys who do the, they do the film the, the articles on Nets Dailies. Yeah. No, yeah. Lucas Kaplan. Now, shout out to Lucas Kaplan. I've been looking at those. Um and uh, what they think of Jacques Vaughn in terms of just like what he's running, because, you know, obviously when you're watching games on stream and you've got one eye on chat, I'm not keyed into the Princeton offense necessarily. Um, but like those are the types of things where <laughs> where it's like, OK, like if there's, you know, real obvious, like we're not maximizing certain things that we could, then fine. But as far as I'm concerned, the rotation is like it's we're experimenting still. We're in this like, you know we're going pretty deep. We have Jalen Wilson and Trent Watford playing, playing big minutes last night, you know, like I'd have to do the Watford, I like Watford minutes are, a little bit. Are, I mean, obviously like I'm Ronnie Brooks, but I, I like Watford's just nice presence. It's a nice, nice presence. Nice. Seven, nice. one wingspan. Oh, come on. Like, and you can feel every thickness. He, he, it seems pretty thick. Um, but yeah, so like things like that and like the timeouts were timely, things like that where it's like the obvious thing where it's like, you know, when you're kind of just yelling at the TV stuff, that seems to pass the test. So I don't know. I think the people that are hating on Jacques Vaughn just have a bad taste in their mouth from the the politics era of the KD Kyrie stuff, which we're not going to sure. talk about, Mike, because that's in the past. We don't talk <laughs> about it anymore. And next up, cheer boy, we have Michael E. Lee. <laughs> Uh, I think it's such a move to go with E. Lee for anything, but <laughs> anyways, it says, hi, glue guys. Question for the pod with the injuries. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, with the injuries, the Nets rotations have been all over the place and everyone sure. has been contributing. What do you see as the ideal rotations given the four games we've seen so far? God, it's tough. That's tough. It's tough. I mean, like literally again, like the little Watford, like Armani Brooks. Like, how could you not play him? Like I've, I've liked that's the that's the thing about this season is that I've liked so much of what I've seen. Uh, you know, it's so the core the core group of Bridges, Cam, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, Claxton, Cam Johnson, and Dinwiddie. That's eight. Those are those are eight core. And whether like you know, I I, th- I think Royce O'Neal's been playing pretty well so far this year. Um, that'd be like the the fringy guy. But then Lonnie Walker, I've loved. Absolutely love Lonnie say, Walker. from game one. I was I just want to put it out there. I was real early yeah. on the Lonnie train. Yeah, he's he's been awesome. I mean, he's shooting forty seven percent from three, and I think a lot of those are pull ups. That's so, gonna be um, that's gonna be consistent all season yeah, long. You, you think? Keep, we're keeping it hovering around forty seven. I mean, I, I so like there's a lot of guys in this team that now. So what I think mostly about this roster construction is this is Sean Marks's comeback season season because. During the KD Kyrie era, which I will not talk about, we signed a bunch of bums, a bunch yeah. of old gluey bums. Yeah, not gluey. Gluey not in even terms gluey. of their 
their legs glue. were stuck together oh, with glue. glue. Not that, yeah, different kind of glue. Yeah. And but now he like this is this is the Sean Marks that we remember pre KD Kyrie, which is like a lot of interesting guys. Like I like Dennis Smith Jr. I know he's never going to be a good scorer, but defensively you see it. You see like sub Drew Holiday like defensive ability. Yeah. Trended Watford. Watford's got length, and you know like he had good three point shooting numbers last year. Uh, I'm in Dayron. You know, like you look at the minutes per game, Dayron gets about 10 minutes per game. I don't hate the Dayron minutes. I don't, I don't know. He's where, where big, are you with Big the, improvement. The and, time? and can we just talk a moment? Like his body is totally transformed. He looks like a different yeah. guy out there. Um, so, so credit to that. But his hands, he like must he's be doing the 30 30 30 diet. Have you heard of that one? Uh, no, I haven't. What is that? You, within 30 minutes of waking up, you eat 30 grams of protein and then you walk for 30 minutes. That's it. Uh, how hard is it to get 30 grams of protein? What, what, like, what does that look like? That looks like, um, so eggs are out of the question. Like eggs are not going to get, you have to eat like. Steak. You, um, you're just eating a steak. At yeah. You're basically morning. eating a T-bone steak okay. every morning. Uh, no, it's <laughs> like, you know, like a, a cup of Greek yogurt with some peanut butter in it. It's um, oatmeal oh, with God. a ton of protein powder. <laughs> okay. okay. It, it's an absurd amount, but it's a TikTok diet. Okay. It's basically the it's it's the antithesis of the intermittent fasting people. Yeah, this seems like going really zagging for that zig. Yeah, because yeah. the 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 idea of it, and I'll talk to Dayron about this okay. if he wants to, um, is that you get energy in the morning from your protein, and you'll be more satiated throughout the rest of the day. Meaning you're not going to eat as much, and you're and you have that base of protein to fuel your body. Wow. And, you know, protect yourself. And the, the walking, like, is just like, hey, you're, like, you gotta move your we're body. all lazy yeah. people. Just walk. True. So well, what's the core group here? Cool. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? So they are on having, having a little bit of a resurgence. Those 10 minutes, you said, it feels more like, it feels longer than 10 minutes. The last couple of games have been, got to have been longer than that. That's what I thought. But I'm looking at um, basketball references at 9.5 minutes per game. Really? Interesting and, that it feels And he's like, played it all four games. Longer. Um Yeah, so yeah, I mean he's he's definitely an improvement. I, I don't know if it's the kind of improvement that I'm, you know, gonna start being over the moon about. He's still a little bit of a point of fixation for me, but but I've I've liked his minutes and his body's you know, obviously a different guy. Um wait, did we what are we talking about? What was the whole context? We're basically of this? trying to figure out the the core group. I mean, what's weird is that Cam has played one game and Nick's Nick Claxton has played one game. Yeah. And so at times we're playing Dorian Finney-Smith at center, you know, and and so we're because because again DFS is like getting those a lot more minutes at center over Dayron, yeah, while Nick Claxton is out or like Ben Simmons kind of he, actually he doesn't really even play center he either. doesn't and he also like I kind of see it because like occasionally when he gets mismatched onto like Bam out of bio like he he's like he stays with them but the contest doesn't really like. I don't know. He wasn't, it wasn't, he's not that good of a post defender. Maybe I'll eat crow on that take, but I like him a lot. I mean, obviously he's more like a one through four. He's not necessarily one through five defense, as they say. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, I mean, to me, it, it is like that line, like, let's say this mix of Bridges, Cam Thomas, Ben Simmons, DFS, Claxton and Cam Johnson and Dinwiddie are going to get the bulk of your minutes. Um, Royce O'Neal, Lonnie Walker, are going to get a decent chunk, and then so the, who that I'm who I'm leaving out is Dennis Smith Jr., 
Trendon Watford, Hermione Brooks, who may be the best player on this team. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, like Lonnie's going to get a bunch of it. It's too. Yeah, I just it'll be interesting how it shakes out because the Dayron thing is a real thing. Like, if he needs to continue to grow because we he's the only backup center we have. And I think there is a smart calculation by Jacques that, like, truly, what's the difference between DFS at center and Dayron? It's like an inch in height. Yeah. And now that Dayron's on the 30-30-30 diet, it's, which I, <laughs> it's not been confirmed, but I'm just extrapolating. Confirmed. Yeah. He's basically the same weight as DFS. It is a weird, we were talking about this last night, <clears throat> compositionally, it's weird to have a team where, like, your best scoring threats are kind of all clinging to an NBA career. Like, it's... <laughs> Sort of all like pretty fringe uh, bench guys, um, and I'm talking about like Ermani Brooks and, and Lonnie Walker guys like that. You know, uh, with all due respect, but like you know, Armani Brooks has got a flamethrower, but also he's like pretty deep on a bench that on a team that's like kind of middling. Um, it's just a weird composition because like all of our like main rotation guys, uh, but for like maybe Spencer and I guess Mikhail are like just not really offensive minded dudes they can do it like royce can like parachute in and like you know play make for a player too but it's not it's not their normal modus operandi mike and it's weird it's an interesting way to build a team do, do you think we need to make like a two for one trade i just think like, we need did, to like be lean into the fact that we have this meme team and like, i think Jacques is doing it he's like look we're just gonna play armani brooks and i know he's like just a like a like a crazy meme player for this moment where he just comes in and shoots two threes automatically first thing he does every game just is gonna do that thing but like until proven otherwise it's if it's working like let's let's let it rip i love it i'm next up oh sorry cheer boy this is jonathan andrews says hello guys glue nation stand up Standing. Actually, we're sitting. Uh, since we've taken the crown slash mantle slash belt directly from Miami as the toughest team to put away, do you see that never-say-die mentality becoming our cultural bedrock? I like the defense, the cohesion, the immaculate vibes, the transition, scoring, and all. Could this be our new thing in Jacques we trust? Wow, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan's other, on the Jacques team. Other way with that. Um, you know what's interesting, and we talked about this uh, at some length, is that the Nets have a very good offensive rating. I didn't check it out after last night. And a very bad defensive rating, sort of paradoxically. Um in the, over the um, first three games. Offensive rating is sixth. Defensive rating is 23rd. Currently. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's not what we predicted, Mike. All the best basketball <laughs> minds did not see that coming. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we played Charlotte and shut up. LaMelo shut, had a shut terrible game. You shut up right now. This is well, we're I, an offensive powerhouse, Mike. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, this is the same vibes that the team had before the superstars got to the team tough you know playing the right way sharing the ball like way more, there's i don't have the numbers in front of me but it feels like the ball moves at a better rate besides cam thomas than than the katie Kyrie teams which makes sense of course trying to find the open shot again why i like lonnie walker is like he's one of the few guys that can kind of get hit their own bucket in a way, we're like, we're kind of, there's a lot of times on offensive possessions, we're just kind of throwing the ball around. The never say die mentality, I mean, like, we are just missing 
a Jimmy Butler piece <laughs> to be very dangerous, right? Mm. Like not not to be finals dangerous and like even though I poo-pooed Cat and Levine early on, I don't put them they are two players that played with Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler has uh, absolutely buried uh for being losers. Keep saying losers, I don't know why. Um we just need a closer though. Like we would be 4-0 if we had if we had that dude we had a bro who was and it's, just... it's interesting that cam um hasn't uh just I, he will he will eventually be like this is this is my job i will do this thing um this this difficult thing that we all need me to do just get those fouls in the fourth quarter just keep trolling for fouls that's ultimately what that looks like in in today's nba mike it is so difficult to trust cam even though cam has probably had more like game winners than like james harden in his career it's just that, like, the shots that Cam ends up taking are so absurdly bad. Yeah. That, I mean, but but he hits them at a 50% rate. Uh, like, we, a, we talked about this. Like, he needs to hit at least, like, two stupid shots back-to-back for it to, like, trigger the insanity-like thing. But, like, when those two, if he can't get those two shots, like, one after the other, the, the whole process looks really ugly. But once he hits the, the two dumb shots back-to-back, it's like, it's on, so it's it's worth it to just like you know watch him sort of try to cl- click that into gear. I'm interested to see how this team builds, Brad. <laughs> um, shout out to Sean Goodfriend who wrote us a mammoth and very thoughtful email and very kind email, but it is virtually it, <laughs> it is virtually unairable, <laughs> and I think he knows that. Um, but it's a good email, um, nonetheless. Um, I think that's it, Mike. I think I think we got to all of them. There's a couple that we couldn't get to, but um, I still want voicemails, people. That like, yeah, I need to set that up in the uh, in the system did, a little right? bit better. In the GG, yeah, I gotta like, I gotta, I gotta remember to notify people to put the the things in there after the game, though. Um, do you know what's special about this game on Friday against the Bulls, Brian? What's special? It's the first game of the in season tournament. Are you fired up? <laughs> I am still like, I'm just like, every time I'm like, really, there's no impact about this, like towards anything like championship, like the whole reason for the NBA is to like win a championship. And this doesn't affect that in any capacity. Is that what I'm to understand? There's no benefit to winning this money. I think they get money. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's I'm I'm rooting for somebody else to cash a check. It's I don't know. (laughs) They they do that a lot. I feel like in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) I think. You know, listen, I'll, I'm going to try to be engaged with the process. Uh, like to, I mean, it's a game. It's like a normal game. There's nothing. Does it count towards our, our normal win losses? Like that's, it's just good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's and, really and all I ha- care about. Yeah. And the, the thing that'll be different is, I don't know if you saw this, though, each team will be playing on like a special court, like a, a specially designed court to, that'll have like the symbol of the in-season tournament trophy in the middle of it um so that we viewers at home knows that this moment is special Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if i will end up caring i don't know if that that will make me excited they've done a lot here to make this feel not important i will say that it's going to be really it already is difficult for me to like want to make things important that that in they, any part of your life <laughs> yeah right and um and if there's if what everything that i've heard is true this is going to feel very unimportant to me mike i can already tell the, the only way that would make make me 
feel like very locked into it is if they did it like they would stop at some point in the middle of the season, they would do the tournament in like a bubble environment where all the teams are in a single location, maybe like the moon. If they were all sent to the moon for lunar basketball, and then there was like a big brother type reality show okay. about what that was. Like if, if it felt like a cultural yeah. coming together of all the NBA into one area, like, you know, I don't know if you're into like, I think this is how it worked in Mortal Kombat, where like they would all come together and fight, you know, from different ends of the galaxy or something. I don't really remember. I don't remember. Did you but watch I re- the Mortal Kombat movie? But I remember recently? them having to travel to the same to like there was a centralized location. They all came from different places on like a plane or like a boat, and then they got to that place. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I like, mean, it's Street like- Fighter was more spread out. Street Fighter was like you would go to like Sri Lanka, right, or you would go to the Bronx. I yeah. think the Bronx was. On. Um, if there was like a central location where all the NBA players are at, and then like, kind of like um, Squid Game. Okay. You know, if it was like an NBA Squid Game. I guess I'd be more into it. <laughs> the fact that it's just in the regular rhythms of a humdrum NBA season, it's gonna be hard for me to get locked in, Bry. It's gonna be hard for me to like. Right there with you, buddy. Yeah, I wish. I wish there was some ability. Like you get, um, you start off like you, like you skip the first round of the playoffs. Like something. Give me something big here. Like like give me. You know, I won the in in season tournament. Like skip me to the second round. Or or how about this? You get you get if you're so if you win the in season tournament, you get to pick one player from the non playoff teams to join your team during the playoff run. Something hilarious like that. Something stupid like that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Because, like, if the Spurs don't make the playoffs, you'd be like, <clears throat> Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. And it would just be for that season, like that playoff run. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be in perpetuity. Wow. But it would be, you get Victor Wimbanyama for your playoff. And how great would Wemby be with Ben Simmons? <laughs> wow. Let's win it. Let's win it all, Mike. All right. Check us out on X at BK Glue Guys, netsdaily.com. Discord.gg slash glue guys. Um, join us for the dirty stream. We stream games at night when they happen because they happen at night here on the East Coast. All right, Mike, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.